It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Take your Bibles, please, if you would, turn to the book of Romans. Romans in chapter number 6. Now, if you remember the context that we've been dealing with, we've been teaching through the book of Romans, and in chapters 4 and 5, we've been dealing with this thing of law versus grace. And so that brought up some questions, really three questions specifically, that Paul begins to answer in chapter 6, 7, and then even into chapter 8 some, giving us some secrets on how we can live the victorious Christian life. God does not intend for us to live in sin. In fact, God gives us a way to live, um, we'll, we'll say free from sin, and we're not talking about sinless perfection by any means. Not by any stretch of the imagination are we dealing with that, but we're dealing with the fact that Christ when he died on Calvary, broke the power of sin. While we still have the presence of sin, while we still have the capability to sin, the power of sin's been destroyed. We do not have to serve sin anymore. And if we truly understand what grace has done for us, we won't want to sin. So yesterday we began to deal with this thing of um, a new person. Let me just go ahead and read the text once more again so that we can kind of refamiliarize ourselves with the text and we'll pick up where we left off yesterday. And I'm going to start reading in chapter 5 in verse number 20 just for context's sake. The Bible says, Moreover the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Here's the first question. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more, death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. We started dealing with yesterday this thing of when grace moves into our heart, we've been made into a new person. Before salvation, we're dead in sin. After salvation, we're dead to sin. Before salvation, we're dead to God. After salvation, we are alive in God, and we're able to live 
for his glory. We're able to, to live unto God, is how verse 11 puts it. And we tried to stress that if you, if a, any man, let me say it this way, if any man claims that he's been saved, but there's no change, then there is some sort of problem in his life. One preacher said it this way, if there's no evidence, there's no case. I heard another preacher put it something like this once. He said, if you were to stand trial before this world, and you were on trial to prove whether or not you were a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? The truth of the matter is, there's a lot of people today that claim to be saved, but they don't live like it. There's been no change in their life. Now, I do not believe for one moment, and if you've listened to me for any length of time, you know this, I do not believe that we have to live to some standard of righteousness in order for us to be saved. Everything that we have, everything that's done in us is done because of God and because of grace. But when grace does a work in our heart, there is some fruit of grace. The fruit of sin, as we'll see later on in this chapter, it's always death. The fruit of grace in our hearts is righteousness in our lives. And if that righteousness is missing, there's a problem. Listen, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And if you've never had a change in your life, then you've never experienced true salvation. If your desires are not to live for God, then there's a problem, my friend. I'm not going to say that there's a, a Christian can't lose his desire. But what I will say, if there's never been a change from the lifestyle of sin that you've lived, if there's never been a change about from, from the desires in your members, then there's a problem somewhere and you better get to the bottom of it. But not only does grace make us a new person, so what, again, what's the question? What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Paul's just said that where sin abounded, grace did much more abound, so... If we keep on sinning, grace will be that much more abundant, right? Wrong. God forbid. See, when grace works in our heart, it ought to ta it takes away any reason that we have to want to sin. When we truly understand what sin causes, why would we want to sin? So number one, grace makes us a new person. The old man wants to sin. The new person or that spiritual nature on the inside of us does not want to sin. It does not have a desire to sin. In fact, it wants to live for God. But then we could say that grace, when it moves in, gives us a new purpose. Notice with me in verse number 4, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. When grace moves in, it is not intended that we continue to live in sin. God wants His people to be a holy people. God wants us to be Christ-like. And God fully intends salvation is not the end. Salvation is just the beginning. I live the way I live. I want to live up to God's Word simply because I want to please Him. I'm not doing it to obtain any favor. I'm not doing it to make myself more holy because I can't. I'm not doing it for salvation. I've already been saved. 
But grace, when it moves in, changes us so much. It gives us, it makes us a new person. It gives us that new nature, but it gives us a new purpose. Before salvation, what did we want? We wanted nothing but sin. It was that, it's the next high or the next, you know, thing of alcohol I can get or the next time I can run out with the girls or, or whatever, fill in the blank with whatever it is, whatever sin maybe that appeals to your flesh. Before salvation, that's what you wanted to do. You wanted to go live it up, go party it up, go do whatever you want, go live in sin, go please yourself, go make all the money, what, what, all the things the flesh wants. But after salvation, something changed in my heart. I wanted to serve God. I want to please God. I want God to have everything that I've got. I want to live up to His law because I've realized that these rules and regulations, as some people call them, are really nothing more than safety fences in my life. I am happy to be able to live within the confines of God's Word. It's freedom. See, when, when we got saved, in fact, let me read this to you. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but it'll help us. Let me see if I can find the exact verse I wanted. Well, we can actually get this from verse 6. It says, Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that speaks of the old nature, that sin nature, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now the sinner is in bondage to his sin. He doesn't sin only because he wants to. He don't have much of a choice. He's in bondage to it. He doesn't know how to withstand most temptation. And when temptation comes, you can mark my words, he's going to fall. He's in bondage to that sin. He's stuck with that sin. He can't let go of that sin. And sometimes the, the, the human body has a way of becoming addicted to certain sins to where a man just can't just let go of them by his own strength. But I'm here to tell you that in Christ, when grace moves in, we are free from the bondage of sin. That body of sin is destroyed and we're freed from sin. We're no longer under the power and bondage of sin. So now when an opportunity comes or a temptation comes to sin, we have, we have a choice to make. We've got our flesh, that old man that's not gone, in there saying, I want to sin, I want to sin, do it, do it, do it. But I've got the spiritual man, that new nature, that new person on the inside of me, that says, this won't please God. I don't want to sin. I don't have to sin any longer. And that bondage that I once was under, I'm now no longer under. I now can live for God. And I'm free to do so. The unsaved man can't do that. I can now live in obedience unto righteousness and please God by doing so because God has made me free from sin. See, God freed us from the law. God freed us from sin. Not so that we could go live any old way that we choose, but rather so that we could live unto Him. Before salvation, it was impossible for us to do that. It was impossible for us to live unto God. But God freed us from sin so that we could serve Him. Again, we see in verse number 6, there's a command. Because of what grace has done in our heart, we should not 
serve sin. We've taken a new master to ourselves, and that's Christ. Sin and the flesh was our master before salvation. Now Christ and grace reigns in our heart. Where sin reigned unto death in our members before salvation. Once grace moves in, Christ reigns and grace reigns unto righteousness and eternal life in our hearts. And now we are made free so that we can live unto God. So the person that says or tries to claim that grace gives him an excuse to live any old way he pleases is to grossly misunderstand the scripture. It's false doctrine. It's a lie. And it leads right back into bondage of sin. Now again, some of what we're looking at here in verses 1 through um, 10 is dealing with our position before God, not necessarily our practice, or our standing before God, not necessarily our state. But what I'm trying to show you is that positionally before God, we are without sin because of justification. But practically before God, He intends for us to live clean and to live as close to our position as physically possible. We can't live sinlessly perfect. We all fail. We're human. But God does not intend for us to live a lifestyle of sin. I don't know, maybe there's a Christian out there today listening and you just struggle with sin. I'm here to tell you that Christ and grace in our lives gives us a new purpose. And no longer do we have to serve sin. That power of sin has been broken. And now we are free to serve God. My purpose is now to live to please God so that one day I hope He can say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. But He gave us the ability to live outside the power of sin because of what Christ did on the cross. And if you've never accepted Him today and you don't know what it is to be free from sin, may I tell you that the answer is to be found in Jesus Christ alone. He is able to deliver you. Thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email Back to the Book Broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org.